Hello and welcome to Queerability. My name is Nick. And my name is Ellie. And today we are going to be discussing all things dating. Yeah, relationships, you know. Talking about our experiences. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it gets dark. <laughs> but, <laughs> but fun, you know, it makes yeah. great listening, so it's a wonderful. Yes. Should we jump right in? Let's jump right in. So, um, do you like dating? No. no. Um, I'm just going to put that out there, no. Um, I think my own, I've kind of grown with like dating. I mean, I'm still single now, but I think like I find dating a struggle because um, I learned this term, uh, demisexual, um, which means that it takes a while to start feeling like a sexual attraction. Mm. So I tend to not find people like i can see like when people are beautiful and good looking and everything but it takes me a while to really kind of feel like oh mm. that buzz but i think like when it comes to dating and especially in modern modern times i mean i don't know because i never was alive back then but it just <laughs> seems like to me yeah. that it's a lot more fast pace um and you know like online dating and you keep meeting new people and everything and it's like yeah it is fun i love meeting new people but i kind of find like the speed at which it goes at when I was younger, it used to really stress me out. It takes you, it's yeah, like, it takes I you mean, back, you know. Tom, I can't remember to acknowledge how much stress I was, you know, mm. used to vent to him because I was, I found it very stressful how quickly people just want to push into, yeah. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, some people push, but like, I think like the, I, at the fast pace. Like, but I with just, the dating apps. Yeah, with dating, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's always, from the first second you match with somebody, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you've matched with so-and-so, and if it's somebody you think is cute, you're like, oh, wow, okay. Like, I've done it where I've, uh, you know, when I was when I was single and I was dating, and I'd swipe and I'd match with somebody who I thought was really hot. Yeah. Um, and be like, oh, I might as well, but if I match them, I'd be like, you matched with me, little old me, you yeah. picked me, and it gave me this little, like, boost. But what I found was then, <laughs> there's, from the second you match, there's just this idea in the back of the head, I'm like, oh, wow, we might have sex. Like, that's... Yeah instantly there and then from the first like hi how are you doing it's not like a hi how are you it's like hello potential bedroom partner like it's yeah. it's creepy and it feels it's got that underlying yeah you know ness to it regardless of whether you you've said your preferences are something casual or long term or whatever yeah. it's always there like hi we're here to potentially bone that's why I always find awkward with online dating. Yeah, it's, it's like horrible. When you go for that date, it's like, you just, mm -hmm. you're both there thinking, oh, I found you attractive. It's yeah. like, I don't know, like, there's nice things about it. I've met some really lovely people from online dating. And yeah. It's been, like, it has its nice experiences, but often or not, it, I find it very stressful. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a relationship yeah. now with somebody that I met on Hinge. You know, I can't not yeah. online dating, but it is interesting how you know, the kind of modern dating apps with things like Tinder and stuff started out as like, oh, this is for dating. And then it very quickly became like, yeah, you can pop on Tinder if you know you want to go for a date and then maybe. Huh? And now it's like, you go on Tinder to fuck. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Like it, it very much became about one thing very yeah. quickly. And so did lots of other apps, which is, you know, you look at something like Field now, which is specifically like we have been created for hookups. Yeah. And it's not that you can't meet someone on Field and potentially end up having a relationship, but you're going there for that reason. Yeah. You know, so, and that's good. That's like, get to the point, this is what you want, use field. Yeah, that's probably fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it means that all dating apps, it feels like they've all become, they should be about relationships, but it feels like they've become about just sex. I don't know. I think it's, know? it, it, all the fear is that whoever you're talking to is using it just for that if you're looking for something more. I think you have to go in with like 
it is online dating it mm. is you don't it's, like when i used to take it seriously it used to be even worse yeah like, I, like but you know the, the fact like as time grew on and i got to know myself a lot more and what i want and being able to communicate that better i can take it less seriously yeah. now it's like meeting people in public yeah. can be hard meeting people in public is very hard especially if you are queer yeah. and you're for example like a gay man and you find someone attractive you don't know if they're going to be straight or homophobic or if they are going to be gay yeah. so like you try to do like subtle hints mm -hmm. and then you see <laughs> but then like it's like it's not like a straight person going up to a woman who most often they're not yeah i mean would be straight not saying would be attracted to them but mm. would be straight like you can well, like it's, it's you can make that assumption you can make that assumption but in the same way that you know a woman could walk up to a man assuming that he's straight it's just it's still all an assumption but yeah. you know as, as like a queer woman when i found women attractive oh it's the worst because yeah. like if i if i'm on a, a dating app and i would like be talking to a girl i i just i didn't know what to do i'd be like how do i talk to you and it's like i should have just talk to them like yeah. human it would be fine but i found it so scary because it's, it's you're putting yourself out there yeah but in person it was freaking impossible because i'd be like talking to people and it's that kind of like you know <laughs> queer female fear of like are you trying to kiss me or you, do you just want to be friends <laughs> like somebody because yeah. as girls we're like brought up being like because we're girls and we like have pillow fights and oh my god and we get ready together and we sleep in the same bed and it's all fine and he and of course i've seen all of my friends boobs and all of that kind of stuff you know yeah which like is all stereotypes but we're we're taught to be physically comfortable around each other yeah so if i was in a room in the time when i was younger and i was just starting to date if i was in a room and there was a boy in the room with me a man i should say a man this wasn't when i was like 12 we were of <laughs> consenting age um and they were like you know moving closer to me sitting next to me took off their shirt anything like that i'd be like they're flirting they might not have been well, but it's a it pretty good take, sign it took him to take you know? off his shirt for you to yeah, realize exactly. he's flirting but with i'm you. talking <laughs> even about like my yeah. male friends yeah, yeah. you know my straight male friends if they had just started getting changed i would have been like what are you, what are you doing? Like, are you, and I would have, there would have been that part of my brain being like, is he doing this on purpose to be like, look at me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas if one of my girlmates had sat next to me on the bed, sat on my lap, cuddled me, you know, lay down on the bed with me, started getting changed. I'd fall on and just be like, she's just being herself. <laughs> and that's so difficult yeah. when you then like meet somebody, obviously if a random lady in public just started being like, I'd probably get an idea, but I can like, chat to a girl for hours and have no idea if they're flirting or not which when I was single and, and trying to date it was it was impossible because I yeah. I'm I'm quite a nervous person when it comes to making first moves so I was like well it's never gonna be me yeah. but because it's she's probably thinking the same thing and we're like well I don't want to make the wrong impression like you can sit there for hours days months years and then years later be like some people like, oh I had such a crush on you and you're like why did yeah. you never say anything? Like, like I get, I've had it's that so many times. hard. It's so I don't, I hard. I can't read. Well, I can't read cues from anyone really, to be honest. Because yeah. it's difficult. Like, it is difficult. But then you yeah. also have the issue of I don't know if any other girls growing up who who dated men. If you found this ever, where some guys they would like be really flirty and stuff, very obviously so. And then if you ever put yourself out there, they'd be like, "Well, I was just being friendly," and it brings us the whole issue of power plays within dating that I think yeah. men in have been taught 
to date women in the straight way of like, oh, be powerful, you know, date lots of different women and all that kind of stuff. Like, not explicitly like Andrew Tate, but it's got an edge. Yeah, where yeah. they're like, you know, men should date lots of girls. You should do this. You should be somebody like Joey Tribbiani, you know, with like that dating life. That's what you should envy men who can do that. Um, so they've been taught to like make themselves desirable to as many women as possible, but See, then like keep them at bay because yeah. it makes them feel good. Yeah, I was I was watching a TikTok of this person who was commenting on this mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle saying like you know oh it seemed as like a big power play to sleep with loads of women and all of that stuff but he was saying but if you actually spin it on its head mm-hmm. he's like in this modern age it's not that hard to sleep with loads of people yeah putting a pin in that like asterisk to that but it's not that big power play you're using people at the end of the day at this mm-hmm. point and you're you know you, you slept with a hundred women but how many of them did you actually care for like yeah, you don't care for them for them the power relevant yeah. of because we've reached this point in yeah. modern society where it is easy uh yeah to have casual sex if that's what you want but there's still this <clears throat> sorry there still seems to be this group of you know m- mainly straight men who have for whatever reason been taught this or it's something to do with their own self-hate or whatever it is it makes them feel good so they still want to sleep with women casually but they need the woman to want more from them but i think it's like it's like, if that does that make sense yeah and as you know me dating women i think i found it hard because i i had a lot of shame still when i first started trying to date girls mm-hmm. bit of you know been pushed on me by like the, the homophobia that we grew up with and yeah, that kind normal. of like self-hate that's yeah a... Which, which sucked, but I had that. Yeah. And then I was scared because I didn't want to be disrespectful. I didn't want to be creepy because I know what it feels like to feel especially also when creeped you, on. Especially you when know? you also start out, you're like, am I like, it's like you're like okay? an imposter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also didn't want to make a fool of myself um, and basically be told I was, I was doing queer dating wrong. Like I was, <laughs> I was scared of that. I didn't, I didn't want to yeah. screw anything up basically. So what's been one of like your worst dating experiences? <laughs> um, <clears throat> jumping right in the deep end well um so i i'm pansexual i uh date anyone i like basically and uh so i haven't had a great deal of experience dating um women or like you know female identifying individuals because i'm i'm terrified it's very scary and like i said before i so often don't know if somebody wants to date me or if they want to be my friend. And, and then if somebody is my friend, then I'm, I'm worried they're flirting with me and I'm like, I don't want to ruin the friendship. So it's a bloody minefield. Um, so the majority of my dating experience has been with male presenting uh, individuals and men. Um, but some have been straight, some have been pans, some have been by all, kind, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my worst dating experience would have been, I went on a date with this guy. And whenever I go on a, when I was dating, whenever I'd go on a date with a man, I have a rainbow puffer jacket, which I wear whenever I would go on a date with a man to basically see how they react. Because Mm. if you're not going to accept all of me, you don't get to date me. And there are lots of men who I know, you know, find me attractive and would happily date me and happily sleep with me, but don't want to know about anything else. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sleep with you unless I know you're accepting of all of me. Basically. As you should. Yeah. And I think that's fair enough. And an easy way to tell is to wear the jacket because it's it's the little things. You notice the body languages and the, the, the micro expressions and um, aggressions uh, where the best thing that could they could do is just say nothing and be like, hi, or be like, like your jacket or I like what you're wearing and then move on. 
Some of them will be like, oh, the jacket, can I ask? Mm. And that's fine because then I would say, oh, yes, you know, the pride flag, I'm pansexual. And they might go, oh, great, I'm bi, I'm pan. I'll be like, oh, cool, and move on. But there were some who'd like, they'd look at the jacket and they'd just kind of go like, and it's just this little, they look at it for just a second too long. And I'm like, you, yeah. you don't like what I'm wearing and for the wrong reasons, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe I'm reading into it, but experience has taught me it's just better yeah. to, to read into it, basically. Well, I think it's, you learn your experiences and that's how you judge it. Exactly. I mean... And so I went on a date with this guy and he at one point was like, I really like your jacket. Like, and I was like, oh, thank you. It's the pride flag. And he was like, oh, cool. And we were just chatting about that and, you know, like dating and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, I've, I've, um, I think I'm straight. I don't you know, haven't dated anyone else. But then I think because he found out I was queer, he asked, started asking me questions and that was absolutely fine. And then 10 minutes later, uh, we're in a therapy session and I am, I'm an unpaid therapist with this guy who is go listing every single time in his life where he has done something wrong to a woman or thinks he's been a little bit homophobic and basically was like, but I'm working on it and I think it's really important for me to recognise these things and telling me all these horrendous stories, and I'm just sat there like... And then afterwards, he's just pausing, as though waiting for me to go, it's okay, and forgive him on behalf of every woman or queer person. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh, well, at least at least we're learning, and just wanted to leave. And then two hours in, where he just carried on talking about all this stuff, I was like, oh, I, th- I think I'm going to have to catch my train. And he just froze and was like, you know, if you want to leave, you can just tell me. And I was like... <sighs> Oh, no, I just, I, I do have to catch a train. It's getting late. Oh, last train, which was true, but also get me the fuck out of here. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure some people can back me up on this. When you're dating uh, men, it can sometimes be scary uh, to risk making them upset. Especially uh, if they've had alcohol. Exactly. And, uh, oh, no, no, he didn't, he didn't drink, which, yeah. was, which was a good thing. But I fucking needed the alcohol <laughs> and felt like I couldn't drink around him. So I was just there like, please, somebody just slip some vodka into the water. Yeah. But honestly, I just, I was really struggling. But it can be really scary if you're on a date with a guy and they seem to be getting a little bit annoyed. Because as we know, there, there have literally been women who have been murdered because they haven't responded to a cat call. You know, so mm. if, if a man is visibly angry, you should be able to, as a human, go, don't speak to me like that. I'm going to leave. I don't want to be around you. But it's scary because you're like, but what if they follow me? What if they do something? You know, it yeah. is a possibility. So self-preservation kicked in with me. And I was like, oh, no, no, we can, we can hang out. We can stay here. And so I was stuck with him until past midnight, literally <laughs> sat on this random road in London where he was just talking about like, again relationships and all the things he'd done wrong he's like sometimes you know I've had exes tell me that I turn them into a bit of a therapist and I'm like really do you and I'm just <laughs> sat there dying and it got to a point where he'd say something I'd be like uh-huh oh, yeah. God, yeah yeah uh-huh and then eventually he was like oh I'm getting pretty tired and I was like oh we should go then we get to the station got to go to like this was when the night tube still happened go to go on the tube um and I was like okay it was good to see you and again he just looked at me with this like like fiery like angry stare it was like and then kind of half lent in Mm. and I just kind of was like this and he was like you know you don't have to kiss me if you don't want to and I was like okay and just like jumped on the tube and got away and then he messaged me being like oh I think it was a wonderful date but I'm just not sure our energies align like I'm so sorry to disappoint you like I would ever see him (laughs) again honestly it was just not the worst dating experience as much as the most draining experience I've ever had It was horrific and it all came from because he found out that I was pan. 
he then was like, oh, I can talk to this person about anything. They won't judge me. That's true. I'm, you know, happy to have conversations, but I'm not your fucking therapist just because I'm queer. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I th- I've learned that the hard way on my dating. It's like, mm. you don't need to share all your feelings Honestly. on the first date. Especially the first date. Yeah. But I have found sometimes with dating men, because so many men don't like going to therapists. Yeah. They will make you their therapist. And it's like, this ain't my job. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, there is a running joke that like, uh, as, as like, with stripping, there's this joke that we're like naked therapists. <laughs> so then I'm like, please, yeah, tell tell me all your problems because you'll waste three hours doing that. So yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy because that will cost you a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And all I've got to do is say, mm, yeah, yeah, do you want to pay for one more hour? <laughs> That's fine. Tell me all your issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not on my social hours. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> Keep it to yourself unless you're giving me money. Yeah. I think it's just like moral of that story is get therapy. Yeah, get therapy or pay me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or pay, yeah. Mm. That was my worst. What about yours? What's your worst um, dating experience? My worst dating experience. I shouldn't smile. No. But I know this story. I'm not a bad person. I just, I know the story. Sorry, and I'm just putting it up. Yeah, so my worst dating experience, and it's the last time I've ever done a hookup. Because mm. I was like, I am never going through this again. I don't care who you are. So this is why you... Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I realized... And then among other things, but it's like one of the reasons why I was like, okay, it's it's not worth it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was a big contributing factor. It was yeah. yeah. It's what like put me over the edge, being like, yeah, I don't want to put myself in these situations. And then being not putting myself in these situations, and then negotiating with people, and then when you're kind of like saying like, oh, I just want to like go on for a date first, or like meet up first, or like you know have meet you a few times. People get really weird about it. I realize it's like, yeah. oh, you're asking them to like commit, and it's like, well, you know, I'm just asking to get to know you yeah i'm just asking for you to spend some time with me as a human i've had lots of friends who've said they found that with gay guys when they've yeah. been dating gay men they found that um but i've also found that with men is that yeah. they'll just just men you're out of pocket the lot of you honestly yeah. like, they just want to like you know yeah it's casual so it's like oh let's just you know have sex first and then it can be casual. and then we can see where we yeah. go from there and it's like so you want to see if we have a connection after sex yeah. like if that works for you, fine, but that shouldn't be the only option. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can have good sexual chemistry, but outside of the bedroom, if there's nothing yeah. there, then it, I mean, like, what's the yeah. what's the point? I mean, in my opinion, yeah. but like... But please continue with your story. But yeah, so it's like, I knew I didn't like... Um, I was like, I was kind of like on the edge of like hookups. I was like, I'm not really enjoying it and everything. But I was like, I just... It was after I broke up with my ex and I was like, you know, what, I'm, I'm, I was like looking to explore. And that's where I learned a lot about myself and dating. In terms of like what I liked, because I met my ex in a club and we just kind of like hit it off from there and that, that was it. And then after a while, then we kind of broke up and then I was like, well, I'm going to go and just explore myself again. And I went on the apps and I met someone and I was like, you know, I kind of just don't want to just go straight to their house. I was like, I want to, you know, try and meet people a little bit more and get to know them. Because I was like, I started hating the feeling of like having sex with someone, never speaking to them again, because I was like that really annoys me mm. or like they never talk to you and it's just like and then you have that awkward thing in the street where you go like hi hi and you're like what do you say i was like, i hate that so i was like <laughs> it's just like oh like i don't i was like it, it's it's all good i was like it, it's just sex at the end of the day why, why make it awkward yeah um so anyway I'm, I, I agree with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> why yeah it's just yeah. like if you just wanted to have a hookup that's fine like but like just be honest yeah. about it, honestly. And just yeah. have some respect and aftercare. Yes, but Your yeah. story first. But yeah, so my story. So I met this guy, so then I, on an app, and we were, like, talking, and I was like, oh, can you... I was like, 
I'd like to meet up first. And he was like, yeah, cool, let's meet up. He was like, I'll arrange the date. I was like, oh, I never had that before. Mm. I was like, that's cool, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, I was like, I'll let him arrange the date. And then he chooses. So then I was like, it's the day of the date. And I'm like, okay, cool. I haven't heard anything. And then he was like, oh, do you want to meet here? And I was like, I Googled it. Google Maps did it. And it was uh, Weatherspoons. And <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> that was red flag number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I rationalized that red flag by going like, well, you know, Weatherspoons, it's a decent choice for a first date. You because can't it goes, rationalize a Weatherspoons. Uh, this, this, this is how I rationalized it, I, uh, is that if, you know, it's a good choice for a first date because if it goes badly, you didn't ruin a good venue. Yeah, that's actually, oh my God, that's such a good point. And if it goes badly, you only spent 50p on a yeah, yeah. glass of wine yeah. from a tap. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so I was like, okay, I rationalized like that, but I should have trusted my gut, meaning like that was a red flag. So I end up going, and I get there a little bit early, because I was, you know, a bit nervous, because I was like, okay, I'm trying something a bit different. Um, and I was like, I'll get myself a drink just to calm down beforehand, and then I get a text message saying from him saying he's going to be late. Mm. Um, and I was like, that's cool, I'll have another drink. It's like, like you said, it's only 50p or something, so I was like, not that bad. And then I'm not like, I'm just drinking it slowly. And then he shows up uh, about like 10 minutes after he said he was going to be a bit late. And he was very, um, like a bit nervous. And I was like, oh, that's fine. He's a bit nervous. Um, And he just starts like talking at me. Not with me, at me. This was like my day. Yeah. Just talk at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he was very like loose, like in terms of like he was like, Chatting to other people on the tables. Not that he knew them, but like... Oh, God. And I was kind of like, okay, red flag number two. Um, and then at one point he just goes, uh, you know, uh, are you okay if my friend joins? I'm like, all right. Did I, I was like, in my head, I was like, well, I just assumed, oh, this one bad. Your friend joins... His friend joins. Your date? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I was like, okay, this much. We're on a third red flag. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, in my head, I was like, okay, this one just this just went badly. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is okay. Like that's fine. It went badly because I was like, if you bring your friend on a date, that means you're like, this is awful. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a sign for anyone. Okay. But I was like, it's, it's cool because I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't too upset. So I was yeah. like, I was like, fine. So his friend joins, and then they proceed to just chat amongst themselves for a while. Red flag number four. <laughs> yeah. So they don't even like include me until his friend who works at Weatherspoons turns and goes does he say anything and he was like oh I think he was like I think he's just a bit shy about you yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so I was like so I was like okay I didn't make an effort maybe I should make an effort because I was like I just said hi to her and then they just start talking amongst themselves I was like they're pretty intense conversation I was like I didn't want to get involved it was Mm. like quite personal stuff but I'll I'll share this part because this is the part that made me laugh and this is so she's she starts talking again and i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put myself in the conversation and she was talking about breaking up with their partner and um i said well and they're getting back together and i said well if you broke up originally why are you getting back Mm. together like just curious and she she goes oh yeah because last time we broke up because he took a lot of coke and got drunk and stabbed me and but he's promised that he won't take any drugs around me anymore and he's also promised not to stab me again. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got really high and stabbed me. But don't worry, he won't get really high again. And the knife? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'm, I what was like... What did you say? I was just like, 
I was, in my head, I was like, okay, this is a different world. This is a different. Like, I was like, are you okay? Or do you need to call anyone? And she was like, no, no, no. He's promised he will, we're we're on a good path now. He's not gonna he's not gonna do drugs around me. We'll have we'll have a few drinks tonight. And I'm I'm concerned yeah. about the fact that the stabbing is still open for discussion. No drugs. Yeah. Mm, stabbing. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but he was like, he only gets like like only gets violent when he takes drugs. So I was like, Jeez. okay. I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And climb out the window, right? Yeah, I called my I called my friend at the time to- uh, the time, and she was like, "How's it going?" And I said this to her, and she was like, "Just leave." Yeah. And I was like, you know, in my life, I spent many times walking away from moments oh, before no. they get to before I see it through. Uh, many many times in my life, I've always been like, you know, I'm getting a bad feeling about this, and I sometimes feel like I missed out in life. Missed out by not ending up on the other side in the afterlife. Like <laughs> I don't know, because I always just felt like my life has been so like, of, you know, being like quite depressed and anxiety. I kind of like lived a very sheltered life. And you thought this would be the good way to end it. Like what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what was going through my mind, but I was just like, you know what? I always stop myself, you know whenever I feel like this and there's been a lot of times it felt like this and I was like I don't know if every time I was always right that boys and girls is called your gut and you should listen to it <laughs> exactly Carry um, on. so she was like just leave and I was like well you know I always leave these situations always really early I never know where it leads and I never know what's going to happen because you know life can be quite exciting and you know, at the time, uh, you know, people were just saying like, oh, you need to lighten up. You need to lighten up. Just have fun. Just enjoy life a little bit more. So I was like, you know what? I always, I, maybe this is what I need to do. I just need to go through this little bit of fear. And it's also those books when they're like, excitement and joy is on the other side of fear. Don't believe those people. Right. You are the white cheerleader in every horror film. Yeah. That hears the terrifying noise and goes, oh my God, what's that? Let's go through that, that terrifying door. That is me. You are her. <laughs> you are the cheerleader. That is me, actually. Oh my God. I'm always very curious about like, what's going to be the worst thing that could happen? And that's why you always die first. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So she was like, you sure? She was like, just call me if you need anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go and just see where it goes. If I can always leave, I can always leave. That's what I thought. I did leave eventually because I'm here, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I go back to the table and he's the person I was with. He was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the bathroom as well. And leaves me with, um, his friend. And she's like, she's like, oh, can I tell you something? And I'm like, okay. I hope this is not about your boyfriend, but, um, and she's like, oh, he's really nervous. He really likes you. He's just really nervous. And I was like, I kind of knew that mm. because I was like, I can just see he was very nervous. He was like, you know, he's just re- like, um, you know, he recently has been through some stuff and, you know, he's never really been on dates before. And, you know, I think, you know, if you go somewhere a bit more quiet and you might relax a little bit more. She was an accomplice. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And Yeah, but like, I obviously at the, at the yeah. time, I completely respect that it makes sense at the time. Yeah. But in retrospect... This crazy person has turned up on your date and then gone, oh, he really likes you. Maybe you should go somewhere alone with him where no one can hear you scream. Like, yeah. that's basically what she's done Spoiler there. alerts. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. continue. Um, and also just remembering something as well, because now I just realized what she meant, because there's a part of his story, which I will link back around at the end, 
that when we were talking just didn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he's used, he said that he went to, he used to live in Brighton mm-hmm. and he went to Thailand for four months. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, have any, he didn't have any pictures. And that just really, if he went, went on holiday. So that's like, like when a, a Catholic mum sends her daughter away who's pregnant to have a baby. And then she's like, oh, she's at boarding school in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, he, or like he went, he went to Thailand for a couple of months. And he said he just got back. And he didn't seem like he, like, not, like, to judge, but I was like, he didn't look like... He wasn't tanned. Yeah. There was a lot, like, there was a few signs. There was no tan lines. There was no um, puka shell necklace, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't talk about, like, didn't have any stories about Thailand, about what he did or yeah. anything like that. It looked like, you know, like, looking back, I was like, actually, don't think he actually went to Thailand. No. Um, so, back to the story. So, he comes back, and she was like, oh, I'm going to go now. Um... And then she left, and he was like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to go somewhere else? And I was like, I'll take her advice. Let's go somewhere else. (laughs) Mm, My God. Um, And he was like, oh, cool. Do you want to come back to mine, or do you want to, you know, go somewhere else? And I was like, you know what? I came here. I was in in that spirit of I'm just going to go and hook up with people and see what happens. You were in the dumb bitch spirit. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, let's just go. The cheerleader spirit. I was just like, let's just go back to yours. And he was like, okay, cool. We can go for a walk. And this is another, like, so in Brighton, there's two streets. Like, if you go up the clock tower, and then it curves off into two. So one goes up the hill, which Mm -hmm. is dark. And the other one goes left, which is like the main road with all the shops on it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, let's go to the right one. And I was like. I don't know what red flag we're on anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But that's another. (coughs) Yeah. So I was like. Okay, because I thought maybe he just lived up there. But he lived, like, we could have gone the other way as well. Um, so, yeah, we're walking along here. And, like, this is, like, the back roads in Brighton. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's quite dark. And there's a God. lot of, like, not, like, dodgy stuff but that goes on there. I didn't realize, like, literally the road bef- in front of it is full of people and it's, like, quite lively and, like, mm. relatively, in quotation marks, safe. And the other side is, like, dark, and there's, like, weird, like... The road people. that you shouldn't yeah, yeah. go down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that scene in Beauty and the Beast, yeah. when it's like, do you go down the nice path with the beautiful sunset, <laughs> or you do go where there's all the freaking bats and howling and, and webs and everything, and the old man's like, let's go this way, and the horse is like, bitch, I think not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. should have been the horse. Oh, yeah, should have been the horse. But this is where, you know, you go through the experiences and you learn. Sometimes you got to touch the stove. I touch the stove. Um... Said no f- firefighter ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so we go along the dark road, and he's, like, telling me, like, all this stuff on, like, what's it like living, like, being on the streets of Brighton. I was, like, in my head, look, at the time, I didn't clock what he was saying. Mm. I was just, like, well, this is really scary, and how does he know so much about being gangs like, and, uh... and stuff about Brighton? And then he was, like, oh, you know, sometimes you got to, like, teach people lessons if they mess with you. And I was just like, excuse me? And he was like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to teach you a lesson. Red flag! <laughs> yeah, he was like, but if you need it, if you, <laughs> but he was like, if you need anyone taught a lesson, just give me a call. Who? They best be in jail, whoever this person is. Spoiler alert. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um, so, yeah, I, like, to be honest, like, he was quite skinny. So I was like, I don't know who he's beating up, but like... <laughs> 
Oh, I know where this is going. Um, so yeah, then we're walking and walking, and then we're walking down these things, and he's just telling me about all these gangs and violence and things in Brighton, and how you got to teach people lessons, and he's not going to teach me a lesson, but he thinks I'm really cute, so I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Why do those things go hand in hand? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to teach you a lesson. Don't worry. I think you're really cute. So if you weren't cute, he'd teach you a lesson. No, he's not going to teach me a lesson because I'm cute. Yeah, but if you weren't. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Many problematic <laughs> things. Okay, so, yeah, then, continuing the story, we make it to the front of his house. Um, so nothing happened in the road. I mean, at least you're not fugly. That yeah, yeah. a problem then. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was about to walk up to his door, and he goes, oh, stop, stop, stop. Um, can you put your hood up? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, your hood. Can you put, it, can you put your hood up before you walk through the door? And I said, excuse me. And I don't know if I can actually say this online, but I guess it's been a Go couple on. years now. Um, and I was like, Ex- why? And he was like, oh, because you see that camera there. And he said, yeah, that camera, basically, if the police recognize you, they're going to find you and ask you why you came in. Or they're going to find you um, and save you before you're a dead body. Or that. Or that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So he's like, put your hood up. And I was like, and at this point, this is where the part of the movie where everything stops and you get the narrator going. And at this point, this person, I don't know, ran for their life or whatever. Or like, this is the moment they questioned. I questioned everything in my life at this point, up until this point. And I was just like, okay, everything in my body is screaming, run, bitch, run. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that part of my brain going. There's the cheerleader. They're going. (laughs) But what could be on the other side of that door? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, there could be so much fun and excitement behind that door. And or I, death. Or death. There's every, like, every fiber of my body was screaming to just, bitch, run. Push him and run. And I was just like, but you know what? Fear holds you back. And you got to, you know... Once you get through that fear, you can live a great life. That's what I, you know, those are, that's what all the books say, right? But the living being the important part and walking through that door yeah. makes that difficult. Yeah. But exactly. But this moment made me really question the whole, like, don't have, like, the fear and all that stuff. Mm. It's like, because, you know, I walked through that door and then this happens. <laughs> so. Mm, my God. So I put my hood up and I walk through this door and he's behind me and it's completely pitch black. And he grabs my hand and we go up these stairs and these stairs feel like ages going up and around and around and around i was like this is a really tall building and then we go into this house and it's pitch black and he drags me in and literally we walk by the kitchen and this kitchen was like something out of like the last of us silent um resident evil like it was messy like last of like and then there was like this big guy in there cooking cooking what i don't know but he was just in there. Cooking or, or cooking? I don't know. <laughs> this is a very young, naive Nick at this time. So I didn't oh. know much about life. Um, but yeah, it was like a quick glimpse. And it was like one of those like whoo, horror movie moments. It's like everything's pitch black. And then you go through this, this dirty kitchen. This is what the next Saw film is going to be about. Yeah. This right here. But this man. We go into his room and it is immaculately clean. Oh the my god! Cleanest room I've ever seen in my life. American Psycho. I have never seen a cleaner room in my life. Did it smell of bleach? No. 
but okay. it was so clean. Everything, like, he didn't have much stuff on his shelves, but they were all put in, like, really specific ways, like, places. Like, it, like, it was so clean, so tidy. Mm. I have never seen a room. Yeah. Ever. I, I've met many OCD people, and this was cleaner. So, yeah, there was no dust. No, there was nothing. No, no It felt spatters. sterile. It, it, it felt like it had been sterilized. Yeah. Oh, a flag doesn't seem appropriate anymore. I think a red air balloon or a red, I don't know, cruise ship, a red Titanic flag is where we're currently at. So you remember the Netflix show that was really popular at, like, this probably dates it now, it's, um, uh, Don't Kill Cats. Don't Fuck With Cats. Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. So on their thing, it was... The guy had plastic bedsheets on Don't Fuck With Cats because he killed oh. the cats on the bedsheets. Did this man have plastic bedsheets? He had plastic bedsheets. <gasps> <laughs> I found out why, which I'll tell you later. But, like, he had plastic bedsheets and I just watched that show and I freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. This is where I die. You're the cat. I am the cat. <laughs> oh I was like, God. there's plastic bedsheets. Everything smells... Everything looks... the. It's immaculately clean. And at that point, that my rationality finally took over. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> it took up until that point for me to realize that I, this was... It is unacceptable <laughs> that it took you that long. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, I was, like, looking around the room, and there's, like, bars on the windows. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is getting every word that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Makes this worse. <laughs> it was incredibly clean, so sterile. There were plastic sheets, bars on the windows, you know. What is happening? So, we're all right. Okay, so yeah, he's. So we sit down on his bed. He's like, oh, take a seat. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and he was like, oh, do you mind if I smoke? And I'm like, I don't have a problem with cigarettes or weed. I was like, there's no problem with that. And he pulls out this contraption. I'm like, I've never seen that before. And he goes, it's just a vaporizer. And I was like, I don't think that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've seen that. But I was like, it, it was a lot of like things going into it. Uh, and I was, I was like, this seems a bit much. And he starts smoking and it literally smells like a hospital. And I text my friend who is very knows on the marijuana's like, does weed ever smell like a hospital? No. No. She tried to call me, and I was like, sorry, I can't take your call at the moment. Because um, do I... you know what does smell like a hospital? Do you know? Meth. Meth. Yeah. Meth smells like a yeah. fucking hospital. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know what meth smelled like or what meth was. Well. <laughs> now I know. Um, so, yeah, she tries to call me and goes, where the fuck are you? Mm. And I was just like, oh, um, I went on this date with this person. We went back to his house. He said, could you smoke? And he was just, I just thought it was weed or something just to help him relax. But yeah, it was literally like the most mm, hospitally, metally smell. Mm. It was disgusting. And he just starts pacing. Um, and I was like, okay, how how do I get out of here? And I was like, okay, I I have some experience through like work experience, actually. Oh. 
work experience. Yeah, so I did a psychology course. Oh my god, <laughs> so that was concerning. I was like, so I have some experience dealing with people on drugs. So I was like, okay, the best. Can I just ask you yeah. a question before? Sorry. Yeah. So you sat in this super clean room on the plastic bed sheets, bars on the windows. Outside of this door is. Uh, thousands apparently of stairs that are pitch black yeah. some terrifying huge man in the kitchen cooking god knows what between you and the front door yeah and somebody's just started smoking meth and is pacing or psyching themselves up or psyching themselves up oh that's true yeah didn't think of that oh my god um yeah exactly so that's a good recap um of where in i case am you missed earlier this is how Nick nearly died. Yeah. I definitely felt like, okay, I could die at any moment at this point. Um, but I was like, okay, got to do two things. One, remain calm. So I just put on like this stoic face, I guess. Where, like, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to rationalize my way out of this. Um, so I was like, the best thing to do with people in these kind of moments is to try to distract them. Mm. So I was like, oh, you have a TV. Should we watch a film? Innocent enough. And he was like, oh, great idea. Um, but let me go get some water first. And then he goes and gets some water. Hold on, hold on. No, that's, can we cut back? Can we cut back? Because mm -hmm. it's not how it happened. This mm -hmm. is what happened. So he starts pacing and pacing and pacing. And then I was like, oh, do you want to sit down and have a, like, you know, talk a little bit? Like, he was like, I was like, you're... And he's like, oh, yeah, let me just go get some water first. And then he goes, and he's gone for ages. And I'm like, okay, battle stations. Like, let's, let's assess the situation mm -hmm. of location. So I sent, first thing I do, sent my location to my friend. Sorry to interrupt again, yeah. but obviously we are, we do know that, you know, situations like this do happen as much as, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here, yeah. obviously. <laughs> and so as we know, Nick got out of this situation. It's wonderful. It's why it's a little bit funny um but it's also very serious yeah so we're aware this happened so this is a very good checklist that if you find yourself in a situation with somebody you don't feel safe with yes go ahead um so when he left i immediately sent my location to as many people as i could mm -hmm. um some people remember messaging me up you know why are you sending me your location but i was like i can't reply to everyone but the people who i could reply to were like oh my god do you want me to come pick you up um but I was like, okay, look at the window, see how if there's a way to get out through the window. And I was like, okay, I don't know my way because it was so pitch black. How also the bars, probably. And the bars, yeah. yeah. But I was like, it's so pitch black, I don't know how to get through there. So I was like, okay, make sure all my stuff is near me. Is there anything that I could use if something does happen? And what is what could I use to distract the person? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, he had a TV. So I was like, okay, we could probably ask him to watch a movie because that would be quite distracting. And then I'll look at the times and be like, oh, I got to go for my bus and or like get my friend to call me and be like, oh, I really need to go because they have an emergency. So I was kind of like planning all these like different things because I didn't feel like I could just say, look, I'm not feeling comfortable. Can I please leave? Because that just felt like it was not going to hit well. It's not a safe thing to safe say. Safe thing to do. And I also felt at the time as well, it's like I didn't know, but I felt like I also broke the law. So I didn't know if I could call the police without being like, because I was like, okay, with the police. Mm. That's actually yeah. a very important point is that if you are in a situation like this, we're like, why did you think you'd broken the law? Because he said like, oh, because the police will come and find right. you. Right, so but, yeah. the, the person who put you in this situation made you feel like you'd done something wrong. Yeah. Which is quite a common thing. People will try and make you feel like you've done something wrong to stop you from trying to 
get out of the situation that they want you to be in. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've broken the law or not. If your life is at risk, you feel like your life is at risk, as much as we don't like the police, call them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because even if you've broken the law, they they have to help you. Yeah. You know, it's just that simple. I spoke to a police, not a friend, but when I met, met some people from the police, I did tell them the story and they were like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like um, my, my cousin said thought, to me yeah. who is in the police. Um, my cousin, I asked them about if you're in a situation where yeah. somebody, <clears throat> you feel like your safety is at risk, somebody is going to assault you or if somebody's going yeah. to try and kill you. Um, I was like, what do you do? Because I have this fear in the back of my head that I'll end up getting in trouble if I accidentally hurt somebody yeah. in self-defense. My cousin said to me, at the end of the day, reasonable force is a thing. Yeah. You know, don't, try and go beyond that if you manage to get away from somebody don't go back and start kicking the shit out of them just just because you want to and they were like having said that you do whatever you need to to get yourself out of that situation yeah exactly. whatever you need to do exactly yeah it's just that simple yeah exactly and that's what the police said they're like well that's yeah. silly to get yourself in that situation but you can always call the police yeah. like like we would have like helped you get out mm -hmm. anyway popping a pin back into the scenario um so yeah so he goes to get some water and i'm like assessing and being like okay cool like let's like game plan um and then i'm like okay i'm gonna wait for him to come back i'm gonna tell him let's watch a film and that and then half like as soon as the film starts and he gets kind of absorbed into it be like get my friend to call me and then be like oh i really need to go that was my plan solid right mm. sounds solid and yeah. lot of people have my location there were some people who lived quite close so they said if you need me to come pick you up i will come pick you up mm -hmm. um i didn't know where i was actually which we will say at the end because there's a few things in the story that i was like that actually in hindsight looking back is quite interesting to look at but so i'm waiting there and it's dead silent and it's silent for a while and then all of a sudden this thing just erupts and this guy is just screaming at the top of his voice going like you fucking person i fucking hate you how dare you speak to me like that someone needs to teach you a lesson teach you a lesson mm, interesting yeah That's yeah i would use earlier yeah yeah <clears throat> All right, and then on. um then the person i was with i can hear him shouting back being like oh you're just a drug addict go like you know i'm just trying to be friends with you stop what are you doing and then like there's this screaming going on and then you just hear this third voice going, guys, not tonight. Can you please not fight tonight? And they're like, shut up, you, you effing pedophile. Who do you think you are? Go touch kids, you weirdo, you nons and all that stuff. So okay. I'm, like, I'm like, okay. So I am stuck in this flat with a meth head, a huge goliath of a man, and a pedophile. <laughs> just throwing nonsense into the mix, you know? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I was like, where am I? Where is, what is this place? Jesus. Um, Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, then he comes back in with, and he was like, oh, I got you some water as well. I'm like, oh, I'm not drinking that. Um, I was like, he was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. And I just put it straight down. Mm, like, it's like when a kid yeah. gives you like a mud pie and yeah. you're like, oh, they're so delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not going to drink anything or eat yeah. anything. And he was like, oh, do you want like, so I was like, I was just like, no, I am good. I think I, I was like, oh, I'm going to set the seed. I think I should go soon. I didn't realize how late it was. And I did say I'll be back at a certain time. And he was like, oh, okay. And they got like, was getting a bit like sad and then everything and i was like i should have just pushed in he was like oh do you want to go like he was like oh uh i should have just pushed it to like go but he was like then he starts just starts talking again and 
he was like start smoking some more and you could see the energy kind of going again uh, going up and down a bit of it and i was like well, how about we watch a movie thinking in my plan and he said great idea let me go get the amazon stick and i said where is this amazon stick is it with the pedophile or the guy screaming at you mm. and he said oh, it was the guy screaming at me and didn't react to the fact that you heard yeah he didn't re- did not react oh. and i was just like Okay. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry. He, he, he's a really sweet guy at the end of the day. He's just really misunderstood. Um, and he just got back out. He just got let out of prison um, after being detained because <laughs> he, and he just, you know, whenever he comes back out of prison, he just ends up taking way too many drugs and he ends up having a bit of a mental breakdown. And last time he did that, he actually killed a woman. And I'm like, great. Back up. He got out of prison, had a mental breakdown, and killed a woman. So he does this. So he basically... Well, oh, he does this. Yeah, no, he no. does this. <laughs> Sorry, hold, pop a pin in that. Um, no, basically what he was saying, I think I said it wrong, was that he basically he got released out of prison after he got detained. And whenever he gets released from being detained, so not prison... Like he det- kills a lady. He takes a lot of drugs. And last and time... Life. Yeah, and last time he got out, he ended up killing someone. And I'm like, does that make does that make more sense? Yes, it does. And okay. at this point, everybody, uh, a red Titanic is not big enough. <laughs> the entire city of Brighton is just one giant red flag. Yeah. Continue. So, I'm like, okay, so this guy, he got released from being detained, recently, and when he gets released, he takes drugs to compensate for what he's missed. And last time he's done that, he ended up killing someone. So I just like, well, maybe let's not bother him because I'm going to go soon. So maybe we (laughs) should keep the Amazon stick, please. (laughs) So I was like, let's just have a little chat. Oh, my God. And he (laughs) so he was like, "Okay, fine, then. And he sits down next. I was like, come take a seat. And he sits down next to me. And I was like, so tell me about yourself. And then he proceeds to tell me the saddest stories about his whole life. Mm. Um, It's like my day. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he was taken away from his family at a young age. His grandfather killed his grandmother because she undercooked (laughs) chicken. Um, I'm not kidding. It's just the fact of like, why did you kill her, sir? What did she do? Shanda kicked the chicken. Yeah. That's the most psychotic reason I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess he thought she was trying to kill him. Sorry. <laughs> chicken. Try and kill me? Yeah, yeah. I'll kill you first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and then, like, he was telling me about, like, oh, he went to uni, but he got kicked out because um, someone made a comment about him and he had to teach him a lesson. Uh, yeah, and my honest view like looking back at this person is that he was probably a very nice person um i Mm. think he just got caught up in a bad crowd the system failed him yeah um i think he was genuinely a nice like he 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 looked like he just wanted help like he needed he wanted so much help and no one was giving it to him and he ended up getting caught in bad circles that actually is a very good point that the system's broken. Yeah. We know this. You know, it is. Um, and there are lots of people who, because they aren't given the opportunities or the support that they need, yeah. can end up 
in terrible crowds, having yeah. horrendously destructive situations and do very bad things, people can yeah. be pushed to that. I'm not justifying yeah. anything that happened in this situation yeah. with you and him, but I'm also not, you know, saying that he's just a terrible person. Yeah. I think, hold on, let's pop a pin in that because I don't want to say this part now. I'll say that yeah. at the end. Because, that later, yeah. like, I think it's nicer to wrap up because, in that sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he proceeds to tell me, like, all these really sad things that have happened in his life and how he's had to teach people lessons, how he went to university, got kicked out because he had a, someone made comments about him and he has to teach him a lesson, that he was, he's been removed from his family and he's been in care and, emergen- and he's in emergency care at the moment, um, which I learned a lot about this emergency care after after the fact mm. when i got to speaking about my experiences and i really felt for this person and i was like but i still needed to get out of there so i uh, have after all of that after he finishes this monologue he was like he didn't ask about me he just was like let's go watch a movie now and i couldn't stop him and he left and i was like bracing myself and all i hear is this guy this man going ballistic going you f you f this fuck that oh, sorry no, fuck this fuck that you calling him all like homophobic slurs calling him all these names going oh you know people like you try to take advantage of me i need to teach you a lot and he starts and then the the was this the, 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 the really tall yeah the really tall big yeah. guy yeah and he was just like you know starts Going go go into your go into your room i'm gonna teach you a lesson you need to you, someone needs to teach you some respect and manners and he starts pushing him into the store, like pushing him into the room. And he's the, the per- room you are in, the room I am in. Oh, okay. And I literally, at one push, the door opens, and I just see this heavily tattooed Goliath of a man. And at that, I was like, okay, this is where it is. This is it. This is where it's going to happen. He's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to get. And- Sorry, just to say yeah. as well, it's that's not to say that people who are big on and have lots of tattoos are bad, but stereotypically, it can be an intimidating image to see. Yeah, no, that wasn't you know? the fact that he had tattoos that was scary. It was that this big man yeah. was pushing someone. You can see the anger in his eyes. And like, yes, the tattoos were intimidating because I couldn't see really it his face. It can be intimidating. Yeah. People can be lovely, but it's scary. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it was more the fact that like it was like on drugs and like just attacking and i was just like okay this is it this is this is the moment like i'm bracing myself for whatever happens and the person i was with was like no go into your room and like you know really just defending the thing and then um it was just really getting quite bad and then eventually i don't know what happens but some sort of thing he ends up closing the door and locking it really quickly who ends up closing the door the person I was with. Okay, so and the person you were with ended up managing to get him out. Of yeah, well, just pushed him out and then basically closed the door. I don't know what happened. I was like, I was just in the corner going, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening! <laughs> yeah. um, so I really just was like, I don't know what happened. I was just like, I was like going, please, just please, just let me get out of the situation, whatever happens. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what happened there. I just remember the loud screaming, this guy just going absolutely crazy, going, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Oh, yeah, and they also, at one point, he goes, like, oh, you didn't tell me you have a mate around as well. Maybe I have to teach you both a fucking lesson. That's when, <gasps> that's why it happens. Yeah, that's why I started going into the corner, going, oh, my God, this is, this is what, this is yeah. happening. That's, yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was, like, oh, my God, he's going to come and kick me. Um, yeah. He's going to come and kick me. He's going to come and get me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to come and get me. And I was, like, that's when I, like, that's why I was, like, oh, my God, this is a scary, intimidating person. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I don't know what happened. 
it ends up with just the person I was with inside the room. And the door is locked. The door is locked. And I'm in the corner holding all my stuff, shaking at this point. Um, <laughs> and he holds the door and it's like gone perfectly silent then. And this silence feels like hours. And he turns around and goes, I got the Amazon stick. Do you still want to watch a movie? What the fuck? And I'm there like, he's like, oh, do you want to go home? And I'm like, yeah, that was a bit much for me. He's like, oh, that's understandable. I'll walk you out. And he was like, do you have all your stuff? Cause, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, cool, I'll walk you out. And he unlocks the door and we start walking. We walk past the kitchen and this guy, he's just staring at us in the kitchen going, what the fuck are you both doing? I wanna... And he starts running at us with a knife. <gasps> and, he, and then the person I was like, go, 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 go. And he pu- pushes me through the door and he's like running down the hill. And this guy's just screaming at us, falling down the stairs. And he goes, he stops me. He was like, I'm going to have to go back because he will chase you down the street. And I don't want him to get seen by the police. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop him. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. And I just, he hugged me and then I ran off. And then I called my friend who lived around the corner and I was just like are you home and she's like yeah 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 do you wanna she was like yeah yeah I come in and then I just tell her this whole story um and then I get a text message from going I had a really lovely night sorry about what happened um and I was like I just texted back saying hi I think this is a bit too much for me and I was like I hope all the best in your just life just a tad just a mm, but much. when I look back at this person I I feel like the person I was with was very actually a very kind of really nice person who just wanted company want is looking was looking for help and was mm-hmm. begged like just getting caught up in the wrong crowds because there's some things that he told me that I didn't say and originally it was like you know that he's really lonely and he was really wanting me to stay the night he was like we don't have to have sex or anything we just he's just he like I just want company he's like I'm really you know I'm in a house full of you know uh, you know, murderers and pedophiles and people who, and he's like, I just, I don't belong here, but no one listens to me. And I oh. just feel, and I, you know, he's been, you know, he doesn't know his family because he has to see them with supervision, even at his age, like, because they're dangerous. And it's like, you know, and he was very, and he was very kind, even at the end. I mean, the fact that he walked me out and you could see, like, I was like, you know, I don't think he was look going to hurt me. Yeah. Um, I think there was the signs and the build up, but I kind of feel like, you know, part of me does think about him every now and again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he is someone that the system failed. And I think, you know, he could have, he he probably is a very lovely, genuinely warm person who is caught up in a very, in a broken system and the system failed him. And he's now, I don't know where he is. Yeah. Um, and I hope that where, if he, if he is listening to this, that he's okay. Mm. Probably not. It doesn't look like a son of person who would listen yeah. to a podcast, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think that, you know, I'm look when I look back, I was like, yeah, there is a lot of red flags and we do joke about it. But, you know, I'm kind of glad that I got to the meet red flag it. can be seen from space. Yeah. At this, at this yeah. Point. But, you know, it did teach me that there are, you know, people in those kind of situations sometimes aren't there by their own choice. It is the circumstances and the situations that life and the system has put them in. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. know that people can do terrible things. Yeah. That they have been driven to. We also know that people can do terrible things because they are terrible. But it's not a one rule for all. Yeah. It's like, 
you know, we, we at the moment have a lot of hate being whipped up towards people in the community, especially like, you know, the trans community being under attack mm -hmm. from the fucking piss out of a prime minister we have mm -hmm. and, you know, drag queens being seen as a danger to children and so much ridiculous stuff. Um, and it's just awful. And then uh, I can think of so many famous footballers, basketball players, uh, singers, actors, producers who are going about living their life absolutely fine, having been accused of multiple people of sexual assault or yeah. uh, domestic violence. And they still have wonderful lives and, and everything. And the main difference being that they're straight, powerful men as opposed yeah. to people within the queer community. Um, so, and they'll also often very much use the excuse of either saying nothing happened or, oh, it was consensual, I didn't, I didn't know. And they yeah. absolutely did, you know. In a lot of these cases, they absolutely did. Um, but what's a real shame is that the people who often have been failed by the system and end up doing bad things or in situations that look really bad, obviously some of them have just done awful stuff. Um, but yeah. when, you know, if the police are involved or if authorities are involved, they look at that person and just write them off straight away. Whereas yeah. if it's, you know, a big celebrity, they're like, oh, but they'd never do that. No. Yeah. And it's like they find it hard to believe. Weird. And so it's a real shame because it means the people who are most likely to have done things or end up in bad positions because they've been failed by the system and are the ones who need help are the ones that are judged the most. Yeah. You know, which is a real yeah. shame. It is a real shame. And I think it's mm -hmm. like a comment on the system. And but that's the reason why I don't do hookups anymore. Yeah. That took a turn. I thought I knew that story, and I did not. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when I say it, in my head, it's like, oh, I don't think, and this goes back to the whole, like, you know, you don't think that your experiences are that traumatic until you start like, talking about them. Because, yeah. like, and in my head, it's like, well, I, I didn't feel like he, I was in danger from him. I didn't mm. feel like, at uh, no point did he make, I'm, I mean, I know the story lends itself to that but like with him as a person i think he never i never felt threatened by him mm. i did feel that he was very much someone who just wanted company and someone to help him and he didn't know how to ask for help because it wasn't the same he didn't feel like he deserved the help yeah and anyone who did offer him help probably ended up putting him into a worse situation yeah and i think like not saying that we should go around dating every like people i think it's just like i learned a lot from that moment and i think like i learned you know i gotta take care of myself and no shit yeah <laughs> and i think like but it's just a wider commentary of society and how i don't really know what else the morals of the stories are to be yeah. honest all right well uh that wraps up whatever that episode was I, we started about dating and then we just started we just had a chat, and you know what? I liked it, and yeah. I hope you did too. I was terrified at many points, and I am... Uh, very cathartic, cathartic to very cathartic. share that story. I will never, ever let you go on a date again. Um, yeah. But other than that... A lot of people are concerned of me going on hookup dates, but I don't do that anymore. Well, good. I try not to. Good, yeah. I try not to. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed a little, a little gab, and I hope some of you did too. But if you have any terrible dating stories or wonderful dating stories please do let us know um and we might share them in future yeah definitely yeah. want to revisit some more deeper topics and yeah. dating and queer dating because it's a big topic for everyone yeah everyone. what would you say is your biggest dating tips your biggest 
dating red flags and do you find dating better or more difficult within the queer community let us know and we will discuss it at a later date thank you thanks bye oh and follow us on our social media at across rainbows productions yeah do that That's- and see us on youtube this fucking lamp i'm good ah! <laughs> bye bye